Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of the CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is someone who apparently didn't like the boy band 98 Degrees. <laughs> Tony um, Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello. And that is true. I was never really a 98 Degrees fan. I was more in sync and Backstreet Boys. I mean, to be fair, like, they literally only had that one song, and it was Invisible Man, and now there's a movie about it, so. <laughs> I was wondering if that was going to come back into the intro or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it had to. The I fact that it. I, rem- yeah, I just, l- I really like that song, so I've been using that joke all week for that movie, <laughs> and when you said yesterday, you were like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> What song that is? Well, because that was not the one 98 Degrees song that I do know. I can't even remember the name of the one that I do know, but that definitely wasn't it. <laughs> so how have you been? Uh, battling the stomach bug for most of the week, but finally feeling human again. Is it really the stomach bug or is it the coronavirus? Oh, I don't leave my house, so it's definitely a stomach bug. Fine. If you're going to get sick, you need to get, like, some exotic disease. Oh, no. My immune system is crap. If I get an exotic disease, I die. <laughs> well, you know, that's not a uh, that's not a good way to look at things. Oh, well, I mean, I just I would I would rather just get either sick with a cold or sick with a stomach virus. Just get through it. And be done with it. All right. Fine. We have an email before we start this week's episode. Oh, I love emails. Uh, This is from Stephanie. I am a huge fan of your podcast. Listening to it makes my day because not only do I enjoy listening to both of you talk about the timeline of the episode, but I also love hearing you both rant about who's better and all. (laughs) I love that. I just wanted to mention a detail that was in last week's episode, and that was that Beth had mentioned of Kate having a soulmate who may or may not be Sophie. Because when Kate saw Beth, she asked if Sophie had let her go, and if Beth knew Sophie was Kate's soulmate in Earth-99, she wouldn't be asking who. It could be another woman from the comics that will be brought into the show. From a fan of your podcast, Stephanie. So, yes, we didn't actually touch on this last At week. all. That was a totally missed um, yes. beat for us, and I kind of feel dumb for not mentioning it. So do you believe that it's – do you believe she was talking about Sophie or somebody that we haven't seen yet? I think it's going to be somebody that we haven't seen yet. Okay. Uh, I mean that's a good – that's a good assumption. I – watching the episode last week, I thought she was kind of talking about Sophie, but hearing her – hearing the fact like she didn't recognize who Sophie was right. when we first there was, saw her. There was barely any recognition, and, like, if that's your sister's soulmate, you're going to have some kind of a reaction, even if it's a muted reaction, so you're trying to have a non-reaction. Right. So, um, we've, uh, we've talked about, uh, in the episode where Mary gets her cure-all, um, they talk about this island 
this island where the flower grew, which is essentially like a it's almost like an island for pirates. Um, it's run by it's run by essentially just a bunch of cutthroats. And in the comics, the person who runs the island was a lover of Kate's for a year when Kate was kind of off the trail, like before she became Batwoman and after she left the Academy. Um, she has what's called like her missing year. And right. she, was on, she was on this. She washed up on this island and kind of took up with the with the leader of the island. So I'm thinking it could be her and her name escapes me right now. But do you think that could possibly be a season two story? I think it could be. Like I said, they've name dropped the island, so I can't see why they wouldn't um, at least have her. And it also sounded like because um, the the when they name dropped the island, uh, Alice is talking to another minion of of hers who says that she was supposed to be in cahoots with the with the other woman. So I, I do kind of hope they bring that back around in season two. I don't want them to do it now, like this season, because we only have so many episodes left before the end of the season that I don't want them to rush it. I feel like that would be a great, like, back, like, first half of season two story if we kind of get where Kate was before she got the call to come home and then something from her past, maybe this mystery person who was the leader on the island or something else kind of comes back to haunt her so to speak i think that'd be really kind of interesting right uh so the 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 leader of the island his name is uh safia s-a-f-i-y-a-h um okay that's an interesting name it really is and that's why i probably couldn't think of it beforehand but so She's been she's also been name dropped in the show, so it would be interesting to see her show up maybe at the maybe um, a season one cliffhanger. Yeah, kind of like how in Supergirl for the first couple of seasons, they had like the who's in the who's in the rocket type thing. Yeah. Um, So it'd be nice. So we could see her maybe at the end of season one after Alice's plan is supposedly foiled. Yeah. Here's an interesting question before we get into tonight's episode. Do you see Alice sticking around as a big villain beyond season one? Uh, well, she's supposed to be her. She's supposed to be her. Um, what do you call it? I mean, that's her like main supervillain to a point. I see. I see Alice sticking around. I don't know if she'll be as of, prevalent. I don't know if she'll be the central villain going forward. I could almost see them, like, almost say, like, a Catwoman where she can be a villain and a ally, depending upon the show, or depending upon the episode. Yeah, because she kind of did have a an ally moment at, at one point in the episode, which we'll get to when we start discussing it. Exactly. So, there is... There is that, and I mean the other two that we've seen, that we've seen Kate date in the comics, is, um, Maggie. Uh, you Maggie said so- was one. Yeah. Maggie Sawyer, Renee Montoya. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see, um, where they go with her. 
but that is a that was a good pickup by Stephanie. Um, yes, thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, so, I love when our listeners point out the things that we tend to miss. Yeah, and I remember like I remember hearing it in the episode, and I was like, oh. I want to make sure I bring this up, and I just never did. Uh, yeah, same thing, because I was like, oh, that's interesting, and it just never – yeah. we got so sidetracked and so caught up in other aspects of the discussion, it just never came back around. Right. All right, so this is Season 1, Episode 13, Drink Me. Apt title. Yeah, no, it, it is. So we start off uh, the episode with Fifty Shades of Batwoman. Yeah, this was so strange because this was not something I was expecting. So, yeah, so we start off with like Nocturna seducing a guy. She's got the like not necessarily Fifty Shades of Grey mask, but she's definitely got like oh, she's totally a, in dominatrix mode. Yeah, she's got she's got a very BDSM mask. And they're they're kissing. It's a short scene until she uh, bites him. And it do- while I think this scene fits the CW, like there's nothing there's uh, nothing it totally different fits about the it than CW, the CW, but not the show. Since the act, yeah, no, it definitely doesn't fit Batwoman. But the actress playing Nocturna was on the Vampire Diaries and played a vampire on the Vampire Diaries. See, that's where this that's where this uh, scene kind of finds a home. Like, we're just not used to seeing this type of thing in Batgirl. In a fair, I think the showrunner of Batwoman used to be on the like used to be on the writing staff for uh, the Vampire Diaries. Uh, yes, there's definitely some sort of uh, cross pollination between the Vampire Diaries and Batwoman. I want to say it's Caroline Dreyer's that might be the showrunner or at least executive producer, but I could be wrong for Batwoman. Um, it's very possible. Uh, let me see if I can come up with that information with IMDb. But I do remember when they were when they were um, announcing like. Um, behind the camera staff, I do remember like a bunch of people from Vampire Diaries being called, uh, which is good because I really. Yep. It is it, Caroline Dries. Okay. I really like Vampire Diaries. It's just it was out of place in the fact that we haven't kind of seen this type of scene yet in Batwoman. Batwoman has not gotten that sexy ever and certainly not at the jump. Right. So Nocturna, Nocturna um, paralyzes the guy that she's seducing, and then she just decides to read a magazine while she's draining the guy of blood. And I was just like, thank God I chose not to eat dinner while I was watching this because, oh my God, ew. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't graphic at all. No, but it was so wasn't something I was expecting because sometimes I'll watch Batwoman while I eat dinner. But something told me not to, and I was I saw the opening scene, and I'm like, yeah, no, this is definitely not something. I was right. like, this it just it so totally threw me off, and I think that's why it took me a minute to kind of get into the episode because this beginning was so strange. It really was. I don't. I would like to know uh, <laughs> when they were mapping out this episode if there was another scene prior to that. 
It just seemed like a weird scene to start off with. And this is the first time we haven't opened an episode with either Kate and or Alice, am I right? Uh, that is probably true. I mean, I haven't been keeping score on that. If somebody has out there, uh, let us know. But yeah, no, I mean, although I, maybe the um, maybe the episode with the um, the executioner didn't. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. But th- this this was just such a weird beginning, and it put me in such a weird headspace for good, for the first quarter of the episode at least. Yeah, yeah, because I mean. We haven't – Kate hasn't had any love life. Like, she had that one woman who was the bartender earlier on in the season. Regan, right? Yeah. And um, that was, like, one episode. And then she, you know, she left, I think, because she got inhabited by a demon. That's an exorcist joke for everybody <laughs> out there. So, so yeah, this the show has not really had love – like love interests for any of the characters yet. I feel we might be heading a certain direction with a couple of our characters, but yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. So after that scene, we have kind of a postmortem of of every of Luke, Mary, and Kate kind of discussing what happened with Beth. Yeah, discussing and kind of digesting what happened with Beth. They're all they're all sad. Luke is kind of beating himself up as he should. <laughs> um, he was like, you know, we got her through all the checkpoints. We came up with the cure, and she still died. Uh, Mary is kind of Mary is kind of worried that Kate is going to second guess her decision. Now that Alice lived and Beth died, she was like, you know, you made the right decision, even though it didn't work out. And Kate is kind of okay with it. Like, Kate has – she accepted the decision she made, and she still thinks it's the right one. But now she's like, ah, that could have been a bad idea. Yeah. Well, it's now definitely going to be a bad idea because now she's going to have the wrath of Alice for a completely separate reason. Yes, although we didn't get much of that wrath in this episode. Oh no, it's coming. I'm I'm waiting for it to come. There's, you know, it's it'll be interesting to see nonetheless. I think she was a little bit distracted by, you know, missing mouse. Yes. But... Yep. So after after the kind of postmortem, we have Alice in the in her warehouse lair kind of upset that mouse isn't Mouse isn't there, and we find out that um, – well, we don't find out yet that Mouse is missing, but she's in the lair. She's kind of missing Mouse. Well, we know he's we know he's missing because didn't they show us that at the end of last week where he took him to? Or am I dreaming yes, that? Yes, we do. Yeah, we do, know, we do know he's missing. She doesn't yet. Okay. She does not – too long into the episode actually no it's the same scene um they some of her minions show up with the little penguin that she gave mouse and they're like hey this was all that was left in mouse's room so now she knows mouse is missing she doesn't know where she doesn't know where he is and i was really 
I liked some of her scenes this week where it's just her talking to the mannequins because yeah. I feel like you can see her becoming I can you feel her psychosis a lot more as she's yeah. talking to the mannequins. She's dropping she's embracing her Alice and letting go of her Beth. Yes. Um I would I would really like an episode with more of this. Uh, because, like I said, I like the bits that we got this week. However, I don't think it was enough. Like, I want to see the psychosis more. I think we're going to, because especially the longer that Mouse is gone, I think she's really going to start to get inside her own head and really start to kind of, for lack of a better term, given all the uh, Alice in Wonderland references this show loves so much, she's going to fall down the rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely. Now, were you upset that we kind of didn't get a direct pickup on where Mouse was this week, that they kind of dropped that this week? Uh, I'm not too upset because we know he's with August, but we don't know. But like, we know August. We, we're pretty sure we know August's endgame, that he wants to torture and kill Alice. Now, whether or not you had... You had the idea that he killed Beth knowing she wasn't Alice, but that was to keep her al- keep Alice alive so he could torture her. So we don't know whether or not he knows she's still alive or if he thinks he killed her. So I was a little disappointed. Like, we don't have that direct pickup. Okay, so it wasn't just me. Okay, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, we move into other parts of Gotham where, hey, guess what? Jacob Kane got acquitted. Like, what? Like, he's, <laughs> he's coming out of the courthouse, and they're like, yep, you're a free man. I don't know when this happened. I'm assuming August uh, either testified for him, like like they were trying to get him in the last episode, but we don't know because he's just let go. Um, I, I, <laughs> I assumed that maybe Alice is de- quote-unquote death because they all think Alice is dead now might have done something somehow i don't know like mouse is missing so it's not like mouse confessed so and august is with mouse so i don't know that august would have testified unless he sent in a sworn statement i mean i think august would have still testified because he has the he has the mask of the doctor that he was wearing so i mean mouse is tied up he's not going anywhere it's just uh, that was such a weird moment for me. Like he's just yeah. like walking out of the GCPD, and I'm like, what the? F-? I was like, what the hell? Yeah, like even the last episode when he got help from the inmate who said, "Word on the street is you're gonna be a free man soon." Yeah, but we didn't but think it was that soon. Exactly, like, we didn't think it was gonna be next week. Like what? Yeah, the show is- has the show has had has divested some time in seeing him in this storyline. So to just kind of drop it at the beginning of an episode where he's just walking out of the courthouse is weird. It's it's like we're picking up mid-scene and we didn't get caught up to what we missed. Yeah. First thing he does when he gets out is he goes to the morgue with Sophie where there is other universe death on the slab. Now, the the mortician says that it's Alice, and she has no, you know, she has no records, she has no 
Um, she has no like family contacts, uh, next of kin. But wouldn't one of the things they do when they got the body in would be like some sort of like blood test to see her to DNA? Her, her DNA would match though. Her DNA would match Alice's. They're the exact same person, just from different Earths. Right. So like, did this? Did they just like? Well, this is Alice. Let's just throw her in the in the morgue. Like, I still think they would have gone through at least the simplest w- things to kind of figure out her identity. And even if they did, wouldn't Jacob, as head of the Crows, be a be able to squash any reports that they find so that to keep it a secret of who she actually is? If they did do that, uh, I believe he would. Which is what would kind of um make sense as to why it hasn't gotten out but you would like that was my thinking i'm like so if this person's dead like also to run a test and find out that she's beth well they also wouldn't need to because she looks exactly like alice so there would be no reason to confront like she's not burned she you know there's no reason to you know her face has been everywhere because she's alice and she's been terrorizing gotham city for months so her face is all the identification that they need you know um yeah yeah i i can see what you're saying i just find it weird like like this person who's been killing people in gotham they didn't do much in the way of finding out who she was when they had the chance and again if anybody really tried to jacob would have squashed it yeah, but he's he's just out of jail, so. But even still, so Sophie knows who she really is too, right? So Sophie would have also kept it yeah. quiet. Okay, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Back at Wayne Towers, we have Luke and Kate kind of discussing. And Luke saying, "Well, you need to, you know, you kind of need to get back out there to to clear your head." And he gives her he gives her the rundown on this person who's been stealing blood from uh, their victims. Kate, he said he said something along the lines of this is like we like this is just weird enough to get your mind off stuff. You need this. Yep. Uh, we go into the scene of Kate finding Nocturna in the middle of her next victim and a fight ensues. She bites Kate, paralyzing her. Kate gets uh, tied up, just like the rest of the victims. And the crows also have tracked Nocturna to this place. Sophie and Luke is... Luke is very unhelpful here. (laughs) As Kate is just being strung up, you know, can't move. And he's like, "Um, you've been paralyzed. Yes, I know this. (laughs) The crows are coming. Yes, I know this. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I I'm gonna, feel like I I'm feel gonna, like they do that. They do that because maybe they think we're dumb and we don't know what's happening. I'm gonna zap you with adrenaline. The crows are gonna be there in 30 seconds. The adrenaline's gonna kick in in 45 seconds. Well, that's not helpful either, Luke. <laughs> yeah, Luke didn't really have a lot of stellar moments this episode i love you buddy i do but like today was not a good brain day for you so luke luke kind of uh jolter with the uh with the adrenaline 
And while she's waiting it for it to kick in, the crows the crows come in, and luckily Sophie is the one who finds Batwoman. Sophie, yes. So Sophie lets her go and kind of says, hey, you know, this can't happen again. Like, my boss is out. He's, you know, he doesn't like you. That was one of the first things Jacob was like, you know, said. He was like, we're not going to, we're not going to do this. You know, we got to get the trust of Gotham back and we need to be better than, we need to be better than Batwoman who just runs around with, you know, making up her own rules. And he even kind of questioned Sophie uh, a little bit because um, he had said the bullet that killed Alice wasn't a crow bullet, even though Sophie had called in saying she had the shot. And so he questioned why she didn't take the shot. Right. And she came up with, well, you know, there was, you know, she kept moving around and I didn't have a clean shot and there were civilians. Which... And this is this is where we flashed back to that scene from last week, which I wasn't sure if it was just a repeat or if they picked up and extended the scene and we saw something we didn't see. Right. Because, yes, because she flashes back to when Kate kind of pleads with her to not kill Alice or, yeah, not kill Alice to rescind the kill order. Um, and yeah, it was a it was a direct flashback. I didn't see anything new in that flashback that wasn't in the scene previous. So that yeah, I wasn't sure because there were parts that seemed familiar and then parts that didn't. So that's why I posed the question on Twitter when I was live tweeting as I was watching. Yeah, we come back from commercial and Kate is at Mary's clinic getting tested, trying to figure out what happened. And, you know, Kate, Kate attributes this to having, you know, she kind of she kind of gives a fake cough because Mary's like, um, you seem fine. And then she's like, well, you know, I I was up all night with real estate classes. <laughs> God, you would think that since she has a secret identity, she would be a better liar. And Mary finds out that she's got that she had special K in her system. Ketamine. Yep. And she's like, I thought you said you were – and Kate attributes it to partying a little too hard the night previous. And Mary's just like, well, I thought you said you were doing real estate classes. And she's like, yeah, but you don't want to take those classes sober. <laughs> Which is probably true because it's probably boring, but I think right. that's still a terrible, terrible, terrible lie. It really is. Like, good lord, be better. You have a secret identity. Learn to lie. Look, no one's worse at lying than Luke. Luke can't even freaking lie. Like, I, Luke had so many moments this episode where I was just like, what are you doing? Like, I love you, but you're stuck on stupid is showing very, very, very evidently. Yeah. So now we know that the reason they were... The reason all of Nocturna's victims have been have been paralyzed is because of the ketamine. Yeah, which I figured that she had something in her teeth when she bit them because, I mean, they don't just – you can't People just People don't paralyze. just naturally become paralyzed? No? <laughs> no, it's, that's not a thing. So I was like, okay, she must have laced her teeth with something or – I don't really know how one laces their teeth with ketamine, but okay, sure. 
Um, I believe the I believe they said the teeth were uh, implants. So what does she do? Just so. So it's probably like a syringe type of activation since they're not since they're not like real teeth. Like she didn't file her teeth down into to points. So she made she made some sort of delivery system that fit on her teeth to make them fangs. That was it was it, it was very strange, but it was like, okay. Yeah. Back in the Batcave, um, she's going over this new information with Luke, who seems very uh, uncomfortable hearing about um, yeah. any sort of uh, details about what happened. Because Kate was kind of, like, turned on by it, kind of, sort of, maybe. And Luke was like, yeah, I don't need to hear any of this. Yep. Nope, not even a little. Uh, Luke finds a way to to figure out um, – Luke has a device to kind of help figure out who this person is. But right now there's no – you know, there was no evidence left on the bat suit at all. So they have to come up with another way of figuring out where Nocturner is and who Nocturner is, which, I mean, is easy enough because Kate – Decides to throw a uh, an opening bash for her club, the holdup, which is a really awesome club name, by the way. Yes, and actually the design of the uh, the design of the party invitation I thought looked really nice. It really did. It looked so cool. Um, so we go to now we get the episode. Now we kind of get the scene where uh, Commander Kane is like, hey. You know, we need to be better than Batwoman. Let's go out there, earn the trust back of the city. You know, go team. We go to the holdout. You're going to say something? No, I was just thinking, like, do you think it's going to be that easy for him to get the trust back? Do you think Gotham City is going to easily believe that he was framed and that it's going to be that easy? Well, he was let out. We don't know exactly how, but we know he's no longer in jail. So well, that's true. I, don't, I mean, that is a plus, but, you know, the court of public opinion doesn't necessarily align with what the actual court believes. Yeah, I don't know if the crows are going to be able to get the trust back of the city. We go to the we go to the hideout or the holdup, rather. The holdup. We get a nice crowd shot. There's EDM playing, which is easily, oh. the, easily the worst genre of music ever <laughs> created. <laughs> And I refuse to even say created by humans because I'm pretty sure it was created by Satan. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's um it is definitely devil's music and it makes my ears bleed and it makes me homicidal and just all of the rage inducing things. Now, I don't know I don't know the song that's playing as they enter. I but... don't care to know the song but just Ooh. And I mean, neither do I. However, now I don't know if this was done intentionally by um, by the showrunners or not. But the the line of the music that we get as we're coming into the club is something about a girl, and then right after, like a line of song dialogue, there is a part where. Um, 
the word not is repeated several times. And when I initially heard it, even though it wasn't to the same beat, it still kind of reminded me of the Batman 66 theme. Yeah, I kind of got the same hit, too. I'm going to say it was intentional. I mean, I think so. I mean, because, I I mean, I I would think that 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 kind of thing would be intentional. And, like, you wouldn't know it if you didn't watch the show, like the original show, to pick up that cue. Right. But if if you knew it, you'd hear it. So Mary comes in, kind of gives herself a selfie uh, while we see Luke and Kate. Kind of. I, I loved Mary's dress. Loved Mary's dress. The red dress. Loved that dress. Yes, it was a really nice dress. Uh, Luke is pointing out that they have three suspects. Um, one person who had three unpaid parking tickets. Uh, as they're kind of fishing for who it could be in the crowd, are hoping that Nocturne is there. Uh, because Nocturne's mo has been, um picking her prey up at at bars and clubs so basically she kind of she's been hitting the bar and club scene and taking out partiers right which which is probably like it makes sense that's her mo because those are the people that are probably more willing to go home with somebody random yeah Uh, and and also one thing we forgot to mention there was one other bar in gotham city that she didn't hit which right, Kate was said was like an old fisherman's bar, so I doubt there's anybody she'd ever actually want to pick up in that bar. So let's give her a place to want to go, and that's why she moved up her club opening. Exactly. Luke notices Sophie comes in. <laughs> because Jacob Kane uh, told Sophie, like, hey, like, Jacob knows Nocturna's MO as well, so he essentially sends her there to kind of look out for Mary and Kate. I will say Sophie's dress was pretty awesome too. She was. Like she walked into that room, that party and like heads turned. My only moment of ha huh, was is this really the first time Luke has seen Sophie? Uh I'm sure no. No. Because he he was acting like he'd never seen her before. Well, he was able to figure out who she was. I don't think they've met. Cause he, cause he said that's Sophie, like oh that's- yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, okay, you're right. So this is the first time he's seen her because he's like, she broke up with you, right? <laughs> because yes. I'm just like, right. and that just made me. I'm like, really? It took 13 episodes for them to. Okay. Well, really hasn't. Yeah, she hasn't really been in Kate's life. Well, no, but even, like, they've had enough interactions with her as Batwoman that Luke wouldn't have seen her? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's a, <laughs> but, I also, but I'm fine with it. Like, just for, just for Luke's reaction, I'm okay with it. Oh, yeah, Luke's reaction was great. I yeah. enjoyed it thoroughly, and I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> Speaking of reaction, Mary is also is also really liking Sophie in her uh, quote-unquote club outfit. Yes. And uh, this, I really like Mary, but I think, I think like the next couple of scenes with Mary are easily my favorite. <laughs> I love her Which so much. Mary. 
Which is what? The wingman oh. Mary. Yes! <laughs> and wingman Mary is so good. She's like, you know, she's like, man, Sophie, you look good. And Sophie's like, oh, I'm trying to blend in. I'm working. And she's like, the only thing that's working is that dress. It's so perfect. Yeah. Like that was not a blending in outfit. That was a heads you're going to turn outfit. So, so Mary's like, all right, come on, let's go. Let's go get a drink at the bar and and talk. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> Um, like Luke is Luke is flabbergasted by it to the point where like even Kate kind of like gives him an elbow as she's as she's walking out onto the uh, onto the main floor. Luke sees a potential target for Nocturna just as Mary is at the bar with Sophie giving her a drink. Can we pause for one second and talk about Luke's glow in the dark tie? Uh, we're not there yet, but oh, we we're cer- not there yet. <laughs> certainly can when. He- Shows up. Okay, I thought he, I thought we we were there. Okay, sorry. So, so, um, there's a so. Sophie is talking to Mary about Nocturna, and she talks about how Nocturna drugged Batwoman the night before, and and Mary's like, I didn't hear that. But you need to spill that tea. Okay, why would Sophie tell her that? Because nobody could keep a secret on this damn show. I mean, Luke's mess up that comes up later, which we'll get to, I kind of almost understand, even though it made me go, dude, you're so dumb. But Sophie is talking about an open investigation with a civilian. Yeah, why? It's Commander Kane's daughter, our stepdaughter. It's fine. And then and then she's even like, and then I untied Batwoman and let her go. Oh, crap. Don't tell your dad. I just, I, had Sophie had anything to drink at this point when the uh, information was flying? No. Okay, so we can't even blame it on alcohol? No. No, we can't, am- we can't Amy Winehouse this. So she was sober and stupid. Okay. So as they're as she's like telling Mary, you can't tell your dad. Uh, this woman L comes like directly in between them to get a drink at the bar. Kind of compliments Sophie on the dress and is like, oh, thank God I didn't wear the same dress tonight. And Sophie's, you know, Sophie's like, oh, I'm sure you would have looked great. Before we get into the next part, which is easily the best Mary scene ever made. <laughs> Yes. Am I the only one that feels like Elle somehow looked like Mary Louise Parker? She kind of did. Oh my god. Yes. Thank you. I like I saw her. I'm like, is this like West Wing was- era Mary Louise Parker? Like Yes. Oh my god. Did they go back love- time and grab her? You love West Wing too? Oh my god. Okay. I love West Wing. So so then I looked up the actress and I'm like, is this like her daughter or something? Nope. They just looked they just looked pretty, pretty spot Pretty on. similar. Wow. Yeah, because I was like, huh. But you're so right. Because she looked familiar, and I couldn't quite, like, place it at the time. But now that you say it, it totally clicks. You know what it is? Because I really love 
uh, I really love her in West Wing. So that's oh, I she's think. so good. Oh, she's so good in that show. Yeah, so good in that show. I will never forget when she <laughs> when uh she was trying to uh get the job and she defended Mrs. Bartlett. Yeah. And that was totally not what she wanted her to do, but she did it anyway. <laughs> and it was like my favorite scene ever. <laughs> so as Sophie and Elle are talking, Mary is behind Elle's back kind of coaching Sophie, uh, you know, to try and pick her up, which was which was great as Sophie's talking and then her and Mary are like having a, a, a wordless conversation behind her back to the point where Mary, like Mary, with all this, with all the subtleness of a boulder kind of turns around and randomly calls out someone. It's like, oh, Fantasia, hi. And she turns back to them and she's like, BRB. And she goes like moonwalking out of frame. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. I think I must have rewatched that like 10 times. Ah, uh, it was great. <laughs> I love Mary. Like there's literally nothing she could do other than be a millennial that would make me not like her so we get luke talking to kate who's like hey this person kind of fits the description as kate's walking the floor she's like hey this person kind of fits the description um you know the hair's right and she you know she works for a veterinarian so she has access to ketamine so and uh Kate is all right. Who is she? And Luke's like, um, she's the one all over Sophie, which was like a nice place to kind of break for commercial. Yeah, because it was kind of like it was a mix of oh crap and awkward. Yes, like uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, when we come back from commercial, we have a small scene in which. Uh, Commander Kane is looking at Alice's file and random guy number three kind of <laughs> walks down the stairs and he's like, hey, Commander Kane, I got news. And he's like, great, you know who Nocturner is. He's like, no, no, no. I realize that that's what we're doing right now, but I got news for something else. And then he's like, well, I'm dealing with this, so I don't uh, really care. Yeah, so he hands him a laptop and he's like, well... Here it is. If you want to watch it, great. If not. And also, I'm the only one who knows it exists. So if you don't want it to exist, just let me know and I can make that happen. Right. We go back to the holdup. You know what I really liked I'm, now that I'm looking because I just saw the um, I just saw the sign outside of the bar. I love that sign. It looks very like pulpish. Yes, it does. Like you are detective. And. Um, I don't, I doubt they would have gone through that great length, but, uh, Greg Rucker, who's one of the, who's one of the creators, listed creators on, on, uh, Kate Kane slash Batwoman, at least this iteration, um, is also known for noir style, femme fatale, um, That's, so that might have been a, a, yeah, like series a of books. East- easter egg shout out to him that's kind of cool yeah and it you know it kind of the look kind of reminds me of some of his uh image comic stuff he's he has a mo- he has books called uh fatal 
and um oh god i can um yeah there's it's fatal and something else but he does he does a lot of um like badass women detective type stories oh that's Uh, so awesome he's he's really good and i think even he might even have some novels out i am unsure of because i don't follow him that closely i just know other stuff he's done okay uh so kate is you know naturally naturally gonna be the bartender for sophie and for sophie and l she gives them both a drink and mary sees mary sees what's going on and mary mary it looks like is going to try and help out the situation and she gets sidetracked by one of the people that follow her on instagram yes oh yes um kate trying to figure out if kate trying to figure out if ella's nocturna uh slices her thumb as she's cutting as she's cutting lime and we find out l doesn't really like the sight of blood which i mean obviously we know this wasn't our nocturna so that was obviously a misdirect well i didn't you didn't no it was totally not the same actress look miss i can pay attention to stuff like that (laughs) i'm a nerd about stuff like that i can't help it i mean if i i'm i was pretty sure it wasn't but at the same time like most of the time i saw nocturna like she was she was in very low lighting and seducing people so true but the voices were different too but i've also rewatched like the her season of vampire diaries like four or five times so i'm very familiar with the i was gonna say you you also knew the actresses on vampire diaries so you knew her from that i i stopped watching vampire diaries before that so uh you didn't watch the first season of vampire diaries so you totally missed matt donovan's sister who became a vampire who then died that was matt donovan's sister yes that was Matt Donovan's sister. That was Vicky. That she was, was blonde, right? No, she was. She had lighter hair um, in the Vampire Diaries, but it wasn't blonde. You're thinking of Caroline. Caroline's the blonde. Okay. But, Which, but her hair. Donovan. What? Matt Donovan was the teacher? Matt Donovan was the only guy who ever remained human. He was Elena's ex-boyfriend. Her, um, her, her friend? Her 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 first boyfriend, the guy that she was dating when her parents died. Yeah, her and like then they were like BFFs. Then they were like right. Then they were like best friends. And yeah. then his sister Vicky became Damon turned her into a vampire, and then she became a vampire, and then she died. Oh yeah. All right. Now it's all coming back to me. <laughs> That's why I was like when you said I stopped watching. I'm like, but it was in the first season. <laughs> When I say I stopped watching, I meant, like, episode two. No, I stopped watching, like, maybe season three or four. I definitely remember, like, the elder vampires showing up, the ones that okay, got so spun that, off. That was season two. Yeah. Do you remember Elena becoming a vampire? Yes. Okay, so you stopped somewhere in season four. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so, so Kate has kind of figured out that that is not Nocturna, which apparently everybody else but me knew already. <laughs> Sophie asks if everything's all right, and Kate's like, yep, everything's fine. Luke decides to go help Mary out from from her Instagram stalker by turning on his tie because his tie glows in the dark and it's battery powered. I was dying. I was like, oh, my God. I was just that's such a Luke thing. That's like such a Luke thing. And he shows up just as the woman's asking if Mary's there with anybody. And she's like, oh, are you two? And Luke starts to say boyfriend, and... She says brother. to say other. <laughs> and, and, the other and the lady's just like, well, you two got to figure that out then. Yeah. And Luke is kind of upset. She was like, you know, you really went a long way to make it clear that I wasn't your boyfriend. And all Mary's like, all Mary says is, is your tie glowing in the dark? <laughs> I was dying. And if, then, this, and if the scene doesn't get any worse, <laughs> we have Kate coming in over the earpiece and Luke just starting to talk to her. In and this is the moment where I started screaming. I was like, what are you doing? And then he tells her it's Kate. Right. She was like, I'm like aren't you her? Aren't you her assistant? Her yes, real estate she, assistant? Yes, but she's very needy, and Kate can obviously hear him. And the, the way he said that, too, was like, oh, I'm just talking to Kate. I think he thought she knew she was Batwoman. No, no, she doesn't. Like, we know, I, like, we know that, a, but I don't, I don't think Luke realized that until after she said what she said, and then he had to, like, majorly cover his ass because he said something he shouldn't, Luke which is, also – Oh, this was totally Luke's moron moment of the episode. I am not even going to deny or defend that. I'm just saying he made an incorrect assumption. I don't know what made him think that Mary knew that Kate was Batwoman, but apparently that's what he thought. Like, come on, Luke. Lie a little bit. Just a little. That's the thing. He didn't think he needed to lie because he thought she already knew. Because the way he said it was like, oh, you know, it's just Kate. I do this all the time. Why are you like... Why are you making this a thing? I do this constantly. No, like, I think it's just he didn't think, like, because... Well, no, but that was, that was the way he said, the way he said it, that it was Kate, that's kind of the impression that I got from it. So I thought he, I thought that he thought that she already knew, and then it wasn't until she reacted that he's like, oh, crap, she actually doesn't know, so now I have to backtrack with the world's worst lie. I think it was just he wasn't thinking, and he's just like, yeah, it's Kate. And he didn't figure out how strange that that sounded until Mary pointed it out. So, But he did put her on the path to figuring things out. Yeah. Like, dumb Luke. Like, learn to lie. As this is going on, Kate kind of steps out for a breather. And she – oh, no, she doesn't step out for a breather. She knows that – Alice is just standing outside. So she goes outside to confront Alice. Alice is asking where Mouse is. Kate has no idea. Kate saying, you know, I think we need to, I think we need to straighten some stuff out to talk and talk. And Alice 
And one of the better lines is, do you think that I missed on the subtle subtext of you choosing a stranger over me to die? Exactly. To and like left me to for die. Like, yeah, no, it's. And then you you came to tell me that you made a cho- that you made a different choice and that you were letting me die. There's really nothing we need to talk about. You made your yeah. choice very clear. Yeah, like, no, Kate, you don't really need to talk about this. <laughs> like, nothing good can come of that. Like, if you can find a way of her, like, to make sure you never reference it again, that might be better. Yeah, because at this point, trying to bring it up, it's just going to make her homicidal. So I would really just not. So she's like, well, I don't know where Mouse is. And Alice is like, all right, peace out, sis. She doesn't say that, but she should have. <laughs> and then she goes back to the warehouse Again, talking to the mannequins slash herself and kind of just just kind of like talking out loud. Now, did the mannequin did you notice that the mannequins had like a mask on them? Yeah, they have they have mouses like face masks. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. So he has a face mask for every day of the week. Well, for whoever he's going to impersonate. Yeah. You can't just have one mask made of skin. Apparently not. So Alice is kind of having her own her own psycho moment. Yeah, she's fallen deep into the psychosis rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, she doesn't quite know. She doesn't quite know what's going on. And she's kind of talking through like how she thought she was in control with Kate. And Mouse kept complaining that, you know, Kate was getting inside of her and changing her. And this is kind of like Alice admitting to that fact. Right. And she and she was basically was this the scene where she said, I should have listened to you, Mouse. I thought I like I thought I knew what I was doing, but all I ended up doing was proving that you were right and that I had no control over the situation. Yeah, that's yeah. It's pretty much her coming to terms with what she thought was going on in the first half of the season wasn't necessarily what was going on. Now, it was (sighs) – this is where I got confused because I kind of missed something. Like she's having her moment, and then the next time I looked up, Nocturna had her. So I was confused. Um, So – so um she yeah so she has her moment they go to commercial we come back to Luke and Luke and Kate talking about like what happened between Kate and Alice Well they actually don't and then Luke is like so are we just not going to mention it or what Right um but we see towards the end of the scene After Kate leaves and Alice kind of goes walking out of the alley, she's trailed by Nocturna. Okay, see, that I missed. That makes more sense. Okay. They they see this woman, uh, yeah, Natalia Knight, kind of go walking right out, like, behind her as she walks out of frame. And we figure out that um, she has a rare, uh, she has a rare condition where her kidney doesn't. Uh, clean her blood correctly and that her and that her um, 
adopted father who had been kind of taking care of her had just died two weeks ago, which is when the which is when the attacks when the attacks started happening. So that was her trigger. Yeah, presumably. Well, presumably because like she no longer has uh, insurance to to pay for the because her kidneys not being able to clean her blood means that she needs to have dialysis. Yeah, fresh blood in, in, uh, infusion constantly. And then uh, when that scene ends, we see Nocturna having Alice tied up. Okay. See, I kind of I kind of missed a little bit of that. So when we saw her with Alice, I kind of got confused. But thank you for clearing that up. Ah, you're welcome. That's why I, that's why I keep the episode on in the background. We get Alice and Nocturna talking and. Alice is like, you know, Alice pretty much tells her, like, look, you know, yeah, you can drain me of all my blood. Well, Alice is like, you know, take what you need, but my check engine light's going to go off. And Nocturna says, well, you've seen my face, so, you know, so I have to finish you off. And even Alice is like, well, look. I've seen your face. I don't want people to know I'm alive. We can just not tell anybody. <laughs> and Nocturne is like, nope, nope, I'm killing you. I've already decided. Uh, to which Alice kind of says, well, why kill me when you can, when you can have, you know, better blood? And we don't exactly know what she's alluding to um, as the scene ends. But who knows? That I, I wondered why she went after Mary. Now I know. Yeah. Yep. That is pretty much what happened. We get so Sophie had been called back to the Crow's headquarters by uh, Jacob via text message saying, "I need you back in the office ASAP." So we get a we get a quick little scene of her saying showing back up and she's like I haven't found out anything about uh, Nocturner and then Jacob kind of quizzing her on Batwoman like I you know have you worked with have you been working with Batwoman has she helped you have you helped her and Sophie kind of denying everything we go back to Batwoman now going through Alice's lair looking for Alice strung up and finds her Nocturner is already gone and Kate is like, you know, did you see where she went? And she's like, nope, sorry, I've been a little tied up. That line did make me chuckle. It was. It was good. Um, we have we have Mary coming out of the holdup, seeing somebody down a dark alley, and is like, oh, I'm going to go help them because they look way too drunk in those for those shoes. <laughs> Which is such a Mary thing to say. It really is. Uh, as she helps the woman, Nocturna comes up behind her and uh, doses her with ketamine through her teeth. Now, at first, did you think that that woman was her and that it was a ruse to get Mary? Yes. Yes. But it was like – it's always like the classic – like thing. Yeah. We come back from commercial and uh, Batwoman has cut down, cut down Alice – and is like, oh, this is a, this is a lot of blood. <laughs> uh, they notice that the ropes are from a church, 
because church i i don't know exactly how you determine that actually I, it was it was the bells the 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 bells the be- from the Notre church Dame. the church bells have different colored wires and kate somehow recognized them so she was looking for she was looking for churches that use those same colored wires right which okay i w- i just kind of went with it yep Kate can't figure out why Alice was left alive. And Alice, is, Alice tries saying, well, she's kind of, <clears throat> you know, she's she's not all there, so we can't really predict what she's going to do. And Kate's like, no, she's very meticulous, like, about leaving people alive or dead. And she can't figure out exactly why Alice is left alive. And then... Uh, Luke... Chimes in is like, hey, I found the church. Kate goes running off. As we as she comes into the church, Mary is strung up with uh, the bags with the bags of blood being filled. Nocturna comes up from behind Kate. They fight ensues. She kind of gates she gets Kate down again and it goes to bite her. And just before she bite her, Mary sh- not Mary, Alice shows Alice. Yep. Alice shows up and blindsides her, helping out Kate, um, which is good because um, in the in the comics, they do team up every so often. Oh, that's Uh, nice. Yeah. Um, Alice in the comics, after her initial appearance as as Alice, she became a little bit more lucid at times. Um, so she kind of helps out Kate and then, um, when she doesn't, when she's not as lucid, she's more of a villain. So do they make it like Alice and Beth are like a split personality and when she's Beth, she helps. And then when she's Alice, she's crazy. Yeah, kind of like they play it. They play it a lot more. Um, they play it a lot more psychosis driven. Whereas I think in the show she's just one way. No, that's what I meant. In the comics, is that how they play? Yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. She has moments of lucidity, and she actually can take uh, medication to kind of to kind of keep uh, Beth the Beth personality there. Whereas on the show, it's pretty much just Alice. Like anytime yeah. she. I think anytime she kind of slips into Beth is kind of calculated. Yeah. Um, we know that. So Mary is losing a lot of blood as she's filling up the bags. So she needs she needs more blood. She needs a transfusion. Um, we find out Alice is a universal donor. So it's Alice to the rescue. Yep. Kate goes tracking down Nocturna. Um. They, there's a weird, there's a weird line uh, when she shows up about how killing people is not sexy. Like I don't. <laughs> that was kind of weird. Like I don't, I don't think this was up for debate, Kate. Like. <laughs> no, but I, I think what they were aiming for is because there was kind of like, there was kind of this sexual. You know, undertone between them, kind of like a chemistry type thing. And I think maybe 
Nocturna was trying to play into that a little bit, and she's like, yeah, no, killing people's not sexy, so, so not happening. Yeah. Well, maybe Nocturna read the uh, article from Cat Yeah. Because uh, other than that, I mean, most of the time when you talk about vampires, there is some sort of innate sexuality right. because of because of the intimacy of what happened, biting, you know, biting the neck and all. I mean, hell, even Kate, after her first encounter with Nocturna, she said it was kind of hot. Yeah, but I think she was doing that just to uh, just to tease Luke. Yeah. They they fight for a little bit. One of the other uh, conditions that Nocturna has is she can't go out in the sunlight. Um, sunlight burns her, much like a vampire, but it's actually a medical condition. It's like a uh, severe vitamin D deficiency or something. I forget what they yeah, said it was. Um, it had some medical name, but I honestly can't remember it. And Nocturna is talking about, you know, you see victims and I see, you know, kids with perfect kidneys, perfect skin that just kind of waste all of their stuff. Uh, Kate blinds her with her cell phone, which I don't think made much sense because the UV lights from the cell phone would work the same as the UV lights from the sun. So it would still burn our skin. Okay. Like that's what I assumed they were going with, but I didn't know enough. I'm like, all right, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that this is accurate. It just seems weird. It, it, it's accurate enough. Yeah, they fight and fight and fight and fight and fight, 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 fight. It's the itchy and scratchy show. <laughs> uh, so she burns her and then she ties her up to uh, the bell. Now, one thing I want to one thing I want to point out is again, and I fully believe that this is this is intentional. While it's not the same, it while it's not like the same sort of set and it's not the same location, the this um, this fight inside of like this bell tower reminded me the end of the end of the Michael Keaton Batman movie where he fights the Joker in a bell tower. Like he's going, they, he fights his goons on the stairwell up to the bell tower. And then they fight on top where the bell tower is even like knocking them in, knocking Joker into the bell a couple times. Like she did here to Nocturna. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was a really nice, it was a really nice, um, callback almost. And again, like I fully believe like this was done intentionally. Yeah. That, I, that kind of callback would have to be. Yeah. We go back to uh, Jacob Kane and Sophie, and he's showing Sophie the the video of her freeing uh, Batwoman from earlier in the episode. And he's like, you know, I can't trust you now. You know, you know how I feel about her. And Sophie makes the right kind of argument like you know we could use her help like we're not trusted by the popular we're not trusted by the populace she is you know she can help us get our credibility back but jacob doesn't really want to hear it yeah and i was actually team sophie on this one yeah she's not wrong like no she's totally not wrong and you know what like i'm i'm fine when i hear like 
when when you have superheroes that that like the cops are like, well, we don't like them because they're vigilantes and they don't they're not accountable to anybody. Like I get that, but the crows aren't accountable to anybody either. No, because the they're crows, the, the crows, crows are not cops. They're basically sanctioned vigilantes. Right. The crows are not cops. Batwoman's not a cop. The GCPD can't really do anything. Right. So, like, they're they're closer in relation to each other than Jacob wants to admit. So, you know, I definitely, I, Sophie is definitely in the right. And why, why Jacob uh, doesn't see it. I feel like Jacob thinks that Batwoman is up, like, showing him up and doing a better job of protecting the city than he can. Well, I mean, she is. Well, yes, but and I also think he has he has to think that his public image right now is not that good. Right, I and that's what he's trying to tell him. I wish he would have listened. So at the end of the scene, we get a phone call as Sophie's like, "No, me and that woman, you know, we're not really, you know, I know how this looks, but it's fine. We're not really helping each other out." As Batwoman's calling Sophie, and it's like, hey, I captured Nocturna. You can go pick her up. <laughs> Not the best time to call, but no. Jacob, Jacob makes Sophie pick up the phone, and Sophie puts it on speaker, and we find out that it's Batwoman saying, you know, this is where you can go get, this is where you can go get Nocturna. And uh, I couldn't tell how, how Jacob was reacting to that. Not well. Um, Kate goes to see mary in the hospital question mark was it the hospital or was it her clinic it it was her clinic which is weird like why wasn't mary taken to her actual hospital because (laughs) then a lot of things would have to be explained like why half her blood volume was missing where her the street transfusion took place possibly who the donor was Mm, okay. That seems that seems a bit of a reach, but she is she as she is at her um she is at her health facility kind of resting up and she talks about how Batwoman dropped her off there and dropped off cookies and she really likes the thought of Batwoman going into a convenience store buying her cookies. <laughs> so she's also like, why would Batwoman do that? Well, to save her. Well, I, I I think, but I think that's kind of like, wait, I think the cookies might have been kind of what started her on the, on the, tra- like, on the trajectory of figuring it out. Oh, no, like, no. Well, I mean, when you, when you uh, donate blood, they give you a cookie afterwards. It has something to do with helping to replenish blood. Right. No, I know that. But I just, it was, but she didn't. But she didn't donate. Well, no, she her blood was. She didn't. She didn't willingly donate blood. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, I just see like I just see Batwoman thinking like, well, she lost a lot of blood, so she needs juice and cookies because that's what you get when you donate blood. For some reason, I thought like when she started thinking like she thought it was weird that Batwoman would take such good care of her. Oh yeah, no, I don't think I don't think that was that. 
I mean, she even said in the last episode that Batwoman likes her. So that that's where my mind went. Like, she thought it was weird that Batwoman would take such good care of her. And then she thought back to Kate being Kate and the ketamine. And then she thought back to what Luke said at the party. And it all kind of clicked. Yeah. So she finds out that Nocturna went after Mary for her blood because of because of the cure-all that Mary took, even though Mary didn't find anything when she kind of did a self-analysis. So I'm wondering if her blood no longer has the cure-all. Yeah, the cure-all could have cycled out of her blood. Yeah. After. So after hearing that, Kate immediately thinks, well, how does she know that? She goes to find Alice and is like, you told her about Mary's blood. Why would she just randomly think to attack Mary is the scene that ensues of Kate kind of really bluntly telling Alice that um, she really means nothing to Kate kind of felt bad for Alice. Yeah, but I also feel like that really didn't need to be reiterated. She kind of proved that point when she was willing to let her die. This is true. But... (laughs) This is true, but like so this is like the second time like Kate kind of like twisted the knife on her. Yeah, it's like she's basically flying, flashing a neon sign above her head, saying like you don't matter. And at right. that point, like Alice is her actual sister, and like yeah, Alice's actions are part of the reason why Kate is behaving the way she's behaving. But it's still gotta suck for her that her own twin sister hates her this much yes i mean it is kind of her fault oh it's totally her fault but also you know it's just it's a whole complicated situation because she only became alice because of the trauma that she suffered because kate didn't save her because kate didn't save her and it's just it's a whole mess yes uh after after kate leaves uh, one of Alice's goons show up and uh, says, like, and tells her that Mouse had a visitor. <clears throat> only had two visitors, her and this doctor. And they give her the file on the doctor. And she kind of quickly pieces together that the doctor is August. Yeah, she put that together really quick. Well, she read it and um, she talks about the doctor taking a sabbatical six years ago and then coming back divorcing his wife and kind of changing his field of expertise into into facial uh um into uh like facial reconstruction in that which is what august was working on so that means that whatever happened to or whatever happened to the original doctor August took his identity six years ago. So now Does we have. Does that mean that he was presumed dead six years ago and then just took, or he was how somebody? I, I okay. took it as now we have a time frame of when Alice and Mouse um, kind of became free, and that's okay. six years ago. That's how I took it too. So I'm assuming. At some point in the back half of this season, we are going to get what happened six years ago in flashback. Right. So the accident happened 12 years ago. Was that correct? 
I they were twelve when it took. They were twelve when it happened. Did and have we narrowed down like like how old they are now? He, she's been she's been out of training. She left the training five years ago. So she left like right after, like a year after the events with Mouse and and Alice in August happened. So yeah, so so it almost seems like it was right around Al. I think it was right around like Alice being eighteen. Yeah. That's kind of what it seems like to me because they would have gra- they would have graduated that academy when they were eighteen, right? Uh, maybe a little bit older, but yeah. And then they walked, and then because she left and was gone for five years, and then that's where we heard, you know, it's five years later now. Yeah. So she figures out who who August is. And now she kind of pieces together that he kidnapped, that he kidnapped uh, Mouse. So she knows what's going on now. We go over to Mary, who is, who's still at her, at her facility, looking through reports, and she finds out that she finds out that. Um, <clears throat> That Nocturna injected uh, her victims with ketamine and flashes back to ketamine being found in in Kate's Kate's bloodstream. And Sophie saying that Nocturna drugged Batwoman. And then she thinks of Luke talking to Kate on the earpiece at the party and then looks at the magazine cover from Catco. And she determines that Kate is Batwoman. How do you think, is she going to be happy about this? Is she going to be angry? Uh, I don't know. Because she still, blames, she still blames Batwoman for her mother dying. It's going to be very interesting to see where this goes if she decides to join Team Batwoman. Oh, I mean, that's also if Kate admits to it. I'm not sure she's going to be able to not... I'm not sure she's going to be able to deny it. It's possible. I mean, she, I mean, she denied it to Sophie. Yeah, she denied it to Sophie, but Sophie didn't really have any evidence when she was asking her about it. Mary has the ketamine and her lab results and the fact, you know, it's too big of a coincidence for it to not... I don't think that there's a way that Kate can talk her way out of that. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm intrigued. Do we uh, have a new episode next week? Yes. Okay. Uh, Bat signal uh, goes up in the in the sky. Kate goes over to see what it's about, and it's Sophie. Sophie pretty much telling her, like, look, you know, I can't, we can't talk anymore. I can't help you out anymore. You can't help me. Um, you know, my boss doesn't like you. And she's like, you know, if it happens again, I could lose my job. And she places most of her identity in her job. She's like, this is, you know, this is the job that I trained for. I'm good at it. You know, this is my dream, so I can't lose it. And 
in my mind, this very much mirrors the same conversation they have at the academy. Yes. Where she's, you know, I can't get kicked out of the academy. And so she's basically giving her the same type of spiel that she did at the academy, where she's like, I'm choosing them over you. And this time, Batwoman is like, I kind of, you know, I understand. Batwoman turns to leave. Sophie stops her, and they kiss. That was a hot kiss. I was not expecting that. I was like, oh. Yeah, no, it was. And I like... I like the mural of the fact like this time she chooses she chooses um the woman chooses, over over yeah, her self identity. Choosing her own happiness. Right. And that's where this that's where the episode ends. So the question will be like is this now like is Batwoman and Sophie a thing? Will Kate tell Sophie? That she's bad I mean, at this point, at some point, it's going to have to come out officially that Kate is Batwoman to Sophie. I know, poor choice of words given the context. But, I mean, at some point, if they're going to pursue a relationship as Batwoman and Sophie, like, there's only so much they can do with the Batsuit actually on. And once she takes the Batsuit off, you can keep Sophie's the mask on. Okay, but Sophie's been intimate with Kate before. Even if she keeps the mask on, she'll recognize the rest of her body. Uh, I so, guess so. I, so I, I, it's gonna be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, uh, it definitely will be. Um, other than that, I will say I thought the episode was fine. It's it, definitely it, not one of my favorites. Um, no. It had some great character moments and some great character development, but there were also a lot of wonky moments that kind of took me out of it. So this is definitely a middle tier episode. It's better than the executioner. Yeah. Yeah. I think the execution is still uh, the weakest of the episodes. And we've, we've talked about how the pacing of this season so far, there's been really no like down episodes. And I still wouldn't, say this is a down episode i will say this episode had pacing issues though yeah it was enjoyable but overall you know i feel like six for me yeah i feel like they were trying to figure out like how to tie things together like maybe i don't it just it, it felt like something was missing from this episode there was a there was some connective tissue missing yeah and there was stuff that happened seemingly off screen that we didn't see. Right. That's what Jacob I mean. By getting, like, Jacob yeah. getting let go. Alice getting tied up. Um, there's although there's just I, a... yeah, there's just there was a few issues with it that overall uh, makes it like like one of the weaker episodes. And this is the first time that I would actually point to saying, well, you know, while not every not every episode needs to move the ball along. This is definitely an episode where I feel like they didn't really they moved oh, a no. little bit, but they did move a little bit, but they didn't move on the thing. They moved too quickly on certain things, and then moved things that we weren't even thinking they were going to move. Because Mary finding out about Batwoman wasn't even on my radar. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of the movement came like at the very end of the episode. 
they were like, and let's put all this in at the end. Yeah, it, it, it didn't necessarily show like that's where the episode was going. They kind of rushed a setup to something, so I wonder. Like, I didn't see scenes for next week, so I don't really know what's happening. But I were they trying to set something up to get us to a certain point, and they felt like they were running out of time, so they kind of jammed it all in. It's very possible. I honestly don't know. My DVR cut out. Um, my DVR cut out before it started showing the scenes for the next episode. So I honestly don't know what is the next. I don't know what is coming in the next episode. Okay. But we will find out. Uh, Alanette, do you have any more thoughts? No, I'm pretty much good. All right. We are part of the Thought Bubble Audio Network. We have podcasts on a wide variety of subjects, such as Beer with Geeks, Hate Watch with Us, Loud Women, uh, Read Up, Academy Rewind. I believe we have a show coming on that is going to follow the uh, new Superman and Lois TV show hosted by Lauren. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, I believe it's still going to be called Metropolis, which is what she was going to call the one about from uh, from the DC Universe app that, that stalled out. Um, so you can listen to all those shows. You can follow us at Batwoman TV Talk on Twitter or me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. And where can they find you? I'm at XO Tony Roney XO on Twitter. Excellent. If you would like to email us, the email address is BatwomanTVTalk at gmail.com. That about wraps everything up. We will see you all next week. And until then, they are shining the bat signal out in the sky, so we got to get out of here. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.